Well, good afternoon, Faith family. We just heard another sermon out of uh, the Psalms. Pastor Daniel Hurd is preaching through the Psalms anytime that he preaches. Today he was in Psalm 4. I'm here with Mike. Mike, how did this, how did this text, how did uh, Daniel's sermon help you this morning? I think the thing that, there's a lot of things. We could just spend a lot of time going on it. But did, did you, I'm sure you did, you noticed how he, the gospel was at the very beginning of this. Mm. And not only was it aimed at those who are lost, but it was also uh, aimed at to give us assurance. Uh, yeah. And so the, I think his first point was in Christ, we have confidence uh, in the one who first called us. And just what a wonderful way to start. Sets the whole tone for what we're getting ready to go into. Uh, so that, that affected me. Yeah. I, a couple of things came to mind. One was that just how much gospel there was mm-hmm. in Psalm 4. If you were not a Christian or, or if you'd never read the Bible, you would come in and, and uh, you would have heard part of that sermon and you would have thought that we were in the New Testament. There was yeah. so much gospel there. Um, and then, you know, if you open up your Bible, you can just see yeah. just the, so many threads that Daniel was pulling together. I also loved how um, how we're, we're in this. We're also in first Samuel. Yeah. And just, so there's so, there's so many parallels. Uh, we haven't gotten to David's story yet. I, I, I can't remember if the David and Absalom stories in first Samuel or second Samuel, but, um, regardless, you know, we're about to learn a lot more about who David was, uh, in a more narrative setting. And then we, we got this, um, you know, the heart of David, uh, writing in Psalm four. Uh, one, you know, just kind of thing that stuck out to me, um, so many of the Psalms do this, and Psalm 4 in particular, where uh, the psalmist, or David in this case, is seemingly making commands to God. Mm-hmm. God, be gracious to me. Yeah. God, save me. And it's, and it's almost like, is he just telling God what, what to, to do? Mean. But the way that Daniel talked about it, and I, I loved how he, he put it, it's, it's like him saying, God, be who you are. Yeah. It's not a command. He, he's... he's he, it's almost a, a reminder to himself that God is who yeah. he is. And that's how this confidence grows. Like yeah. I, I remember who God is. And it's the, in that, just in that tense, it kind of reads like, oh, he's just telling God what to do. But when you tell God to be who he already has promised to be, it's almost like right. he said, it's, it is a form of submission to God's authority in your life. Um, so What's an example, uh, or, or you know, just talk about this in your life or in the life of a Christian, uh, how God grows our confidence in Him rather than than in ourselves. You know, I, we were talking about this earlier, and so the, the first thing I would say is I, I have to look backwards a lot. <clears throat> Sometimes I don't see it while it's happening, and, and but as I look back on my life or on incidents that have happened, um, I can see a distinct difference between my confidence and God's confidence and my confidence in God, if that makes sense. The fact that if it's all about me, it is inevitable Mm -hmm. that it's going to end up being uh, frustrating, probably just missing the mark completely, uh, just a mess. It, it just is. So the, the, I think the older I get, the less confidence I have in my ability uh, to go through, you know, any situation uh, on my own strength. But my history with my Lord 
is one of consistency as much as anything. Just even difficult times that I know he's allowing me to go through, I know that that's for my good. And, and, you know, uh, and so the, the, when he had the title, Quiet, Quiet Confidence, mm-hmm. there is a, sometimes it's quiet, but sometimes it's a, you, you have got this. You, you know, God has, you have a history in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just a, uh, it, it's a part, also a part of just growing if you do not, you know, it, it's just, or the sanctification process, I guess, if, you know, um, if, if you're constantly in, in that turmoil, I can guarantee you that you don't have the confidence in your Lord that, mm-hmm. that, that, he, that you should. Yeah, and it kind of goes back to the, the first uh, thought, you know, what I was just talking about God, when we say God, be who you are, mm-hmm. you're talking about looking back. You know, as we grow in, in sanctification, as our as our you know, as we grow, just generally as we get older, um, there are so many more examples that you can look back on, and you can see yeah. things that God has uh, made clear to you over time. And, and you know, I find myself doing the uh, the, the Israelite thing right. all the time, and and forgetting, doubting God in the dark, doubting things that God has revealed to me in the light when 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 things are dark. Um, but I think that's, you know, that's part of that. You, you look back, you see the things that God has made clear to you and you, you allow that to, to, to build that confidence. And I just think too, uh, when I look back on decisions that I've made or, um, you know, various trials that, that I've gone through, um, where, I have attempted to finagle my way out of it, to to make things better for myself. Um, those are the moments when I look back and I think, man, I'm glad God didn't let me right. finish what I started in mm-hmm. that, you know, because I would have ended up way off in the weeds. And He tends to um, uh, come in and, and uh, relieve my my anxieties in a way that I would not have anticipated. Sometimes through bringing more trials. You're right. Um, but there's a confidence in that, isn't there? Mm-hmm. It's the fact that even if we're in the biggest mess we, we've we made on our own, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times that that sub, if we submit, I am confident mm-hmm. that, yeah, I'm going to feel some uncomfortableness, Yeah. but he's going to make everything, um, you know, ultimately to, to glorify his name. Yeah. It doesn't really matter, you know, where we, I heard a pastor talk about this once, you know, even if, even if he starved to death, even if he, he was not provided the, mm-hmm. the necessary needs to survive, you know, at the end of it, instant glory, you know, yeah. he walks into the presence of, yeah. of Jesus. So our, our, uh, that confidence that God will fulfill his, yeah. his purposes in us, uh, regardless of our trying to, <laughs> to yeah, manipulate his, his plan. Yeah. Um, a, a good chunk of today's sermon was about anger. So there's that verse, be angry and do not sin. How, how should Christians think through anger uh, without ignoring it or, or letting it control, uh, yeah. control us? You know, first of all, we are very prone to certain things, things that may 
push your buttons doesn't necessarily push mine. <clears throat> but when they're pushed, when we are in that anger mode, um, he laid out specifically, and you know, I don't want to re-preach that part of the sermon, um, but David said, be angry, but do not sin, and do not sin. Ponder, uh, be silent, offer the right sacrifices, put your trust in the Lord. So we have the keys there to how to deal with this. And, you know, it's, it's real easy at this point to go into a psychoanalytical talk about anger and what provokes us and things like that. We can, we like to say it, we, we don't want to do that because we, we see scripture here tells us, I like to justify my anger. My anger is righteous anger every time. There's never been a time it's not. So if I come from that, the default is I'm, this is right, and this is, the God would be angry too. That's the truth is, is that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. Truth, and then the, the way that we, we want to uh, lash out, I may be angry at you, but I'll lash out at my wife, who has nothing to do with it. So, it, you know, he, he just took us, he just walked us through, obviously, Scripture, but as he broke that down, he says, think about why you're angry. You know, are we angry to the point where we hate that person and we want revenge? As a believer, that should be instantaneous. I am in sin. Mm. Um, Is it angry at just, you know, the frustration? And it's it's really interesting. One of the words that I had, and he listed several words. I didn't write them back. I think trembling Mm -hmm. with anger. Uh, My note says uh, agitated. Yep. Too. So we can be a, a lot of different ways. We can be agitated, we can be trembling, we can be angry at this. But it's important that we, uh, you know, obviously take that to the Lord to understand that here I am, I am angry. Um, you know, confess sin if we've crossed that line. Uh, not to, you know... I'm pretty good at wanting to stuff it down, mm-hmm. and, and that's unhealthy, that's not good, and that's not dealing with, with this. But, you know, I, I just think all these things that we deal with on a daily basis uh, that, that get us angry or, or get us upset or agitated or whatever, as a believer, I have to understand that that's part of the sanctifi- sanctification process, mm-hmm. isn't it? So there is... Good. It may not be good the way I deal with it, but the, he is molding me, churning me more like that's the ultimate goal to be more like Christ. So I, I guess we talk a, a lot about this, but, yeah. you know, Scripture tells me what here what to do with it. Yeah, I'm thinking about it in, in terms of, of worship, um, how we worship with mm-hmm. our anger and, and it kind of fits in with our, our themes today. Mm-hmm. Uh, worship is prayer. Worship is waiting. Um, I think worship can also be righteous anger. Yeah. How we express our anger is a, is a form of, of worship because w- w- what I kind of talked about during the, the, mo- the worship movements today is worship is, is a response to something that God has revealed about himself. So if you think about anger in that sense, um, you know, remember who God is. God is a jealous God. God hates evil. Uh, so to ignore uh, evil, to, to not become angry at, at, at evil things um, is, in a sense, a, a low view of God because right. we don't think that we, we should be angry about these, the things that God is angry about. 
But we also have to remember who we are in our response to that. Uh, we are fallen. Uh, you know, we have to remember that, that our, all of our thoughts, our, our angry thoughts especially, need to be filtered through Christ before they are acceptable to God. So finding that balance, I think there's, that's, that's just uh, that phrase, be angry and do not sin. There's just a balance there that is difficult for, uh, nearly impossible, really, I guess really it is impossible, uh, save the, the grace of God, uh, to do that well, to, to have righteous anger all the time. And like you said, we always think that our, our anger is, is righteous, but, you know. Well, the, the, you know, I'm just, as you said that, I'm just thinking the last few things I can think of that I get really angry about weren't righteous at all. Mm -hmm. They weren't the things that God was angry at. Mm -hmm. So I have to do, there needs to be a readjustment in my mind about what are the things that make, because, you know, we get later on and the psalmist talks about cracking teeth and, mm -hmm. and things like that of, his, of the enemy. So we know that there is a righteous anger. It's just the fact that my mind uh, wants to focus on me and not on the things that, that, that are uh, angry, that make God angry, yeah. you know? Well, Mike, uh, any, other, any other thoughts on no, today's? Just a, just a great, great sermon and just yeah. very Christ-centered. Yeah, we're glad to have uh, a plurality of elders here who can jump up and preach anytime. Absolutely. We have two of the three elders gone today. Congratulations to, to uh, Dan Herbster and yeah, Heidi. They got absolutely. married yesterday. Um, and I think Kyle is, is going to a uh, 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 George Strait concert tonight, he told me. So that's uh, it's pretty exciting as well. I, I guess I'll give him a pass for, for not being here today. Yep. Uh, next week, we are back in, in 1 Samuel, and uh, Faith Family Church, we'll, we'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and are a short drive from Fort Campbell in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, as well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.